This episode is brought to you by the Arizona Department of Health Services. Go to adhs.gov or to learn more about substance use disorder, check out azhealth.gov slash hopeheals. RX Security has over 30 years experience printing tamper-resistant prescription pads and EHR paper that is Medicaid and state compliant. To prescribe safely, visit rxsecurity.com. That's rxsecurity.com. Hello, my name is Rahul Rishi. I'm a physician board certified in adult and pediatric allergy immunology, as well as in internal medicine. I have a strong interest in angioedema and pediatric eczema. Welcome to the Arizona Physicians Podcast. So I wanted um, an opportunity where I can basically figure out what kind of doctor I'd want to be um, before I started training other learners. So that's where private practice kind of directed me or called to me, if you will. Welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast. My name is Mariana Nicolades, public health intern at the Maricopa County Medical Society and your host for this episode. Today, our guest is Dr. Sarah Leffler, MD, MPH. Dr. Leffler attended the University of Arizona, where she completed her MPH in 2016 and received her doctorate in 2017. In 2020, she completed her residency in pediatrics at the Phoenix Children's Hospital, located in Phoenix, Arizona. In today's discussion, Dr. Leffler and I will discuss her transition from residency to private practice and the challenges she had to overcome in training. Dr. Leffler, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So... Now that you've transitioned from residency to private practice, is there anything you wish you had received more training in? Obviously, in the setting of a global pandemic, we've had a lot of increase in mental health cases uh, for children, pediatrics, adolescents. And I feel like that would have been something, you know, you can never have too much training in in mental health just in general. Um, So I feel like in, especially in the setting in the past year of my training and um, my clinical practice, mental health issues have definitely spiked. So in regards to depression and anxiety, um, ADHD diagnoses and management. Um, so I feel like, you know, that's something I wish that we could get more of in general, but it's, it's so hard because I don't even any amount of training or too much training wouldn't be enough to handle um, all the mental health and depression, suicide, and everything that's going on in regards to our kids these days. What were you most worried about when you made this transition? I feel like when transitioning to your own practice and managing your own patients, a lot of it's going to be time management, being able to see a certain amount of patients on a, a, on a clock, um, if you will, um, specific time slots and making sure that you provide the best care within those uh, within your schedule, if you're able to, um, you know, and then obviously running behind is always a hard challenge, um, you know, depending how complex the kiddos are, what's going on in regards to their symptoms and illness that that's why they're seeing you. So, um, and then obviously patient load. So, you know, going in from clinical practice from a resident, you know, we see a certain amount where we're supposed to staff with you know, our supervisors and talk about the patients versus you have a patient set schedule and you see them and you don't have to talk about the patients with anybody. So basically being able to handle a larger patient load and providing the best um, medicine for those kids in the time that I'm given. So I just want to backtrack a little bit. Um, you mentioned that during residency, during the COVID-19 pandemic, you saw 
a lot of patients with mental health issues. Just overall, how was that experience? It's been challenging, very hard, I feel like for both kids, whether it's, you know, not in school, doing homeschooling, not being able to socialize with friends or family members, you know, it's really disheartening. It's, it's hard because, you know, we're trying to provide the healthiest um, environment for kids to learn and thrive in and grow. But, you know, during a pandemic, we have to restrict all those socialization that, you know, make kids overall healthy. Um, so it's been, it's been very hard. I feel like, um, on a lot of families, um, a lot of kiddos just trying to, you know, make the, make the best of the situation we're in, um, while trying to maintain, you know, mental healthiness as well as well-being. So it's been, it's been challenging and then trying to find resources and available mental health services for those families. Definitely, definitely very challenging. Well, I can totally relate to that as I'm going to school, you know, during the COVID-19 pandemic. And I know for me and a lot of my peers, it was a very, very strange and difficult transition to online and um, just not being in that classroom setting. Yeah, it's, it's been interesting, but I feel like a lot of families are taking it in stride as best they can. And now that, you know, school's back in session, I feel like it's definitely helped a lot of kids. After the break, we will return with Dr. Leffler and dive deeper into her transition from residency to private practice. Substance use disorder is a real and growing disease that particularly affects pregnant and postpartum women. The stigma surrounding SUD is a major reason why many women are afraid to come forward to ask for help. Words matter. Our language matters. Treating those with substance use disorder with compassion has an immense impact on women and their families. Let's all be part of the solution together. To learn more, please visit azhealth.gov slash hopeheals today. Thank you for joining me on the Arizona Physician Podcast. Today our guest is Dr. Sarah Leffler, MD, MPH. Dr. Leffler recently made the transition from residency to private practice, and we're learning about the challenges in making this transition. So why did you choose to work in private practice as opposed to a hospital setting? Um, so I think a large component was the hospitals that I applied for positions uh, were predominantly teaching hospitals uh, for medical students, residents, um, ongoing le learners. And I really wanted an environment where I would be able to establish uh, basically my own practice and how I wanted to become a, a physician just in general, what type of pediatrician, you know, outside of training. So I wanted um, an opportunity where I can basically figure out what kind of doctor I'd want to be um, before I started training other learners. So that's where private practice kind of directed me or called to me, if you will. And it's been a great year, um, plus learning um, how I want to practice and how I have practice and learning um, how to be the best pediatrician I can be. So for my last question, I just want to know if you have any advice for residents making a transition to private practice. Yeah. So as, you know, residents look um, for job opportunities, I think the most important thing is finding an environment and clinical practice that they feel there's a connection and that is a supportive environment. So we're always uh, during training, there's always so many people that are there to talk about cases and, you know, 
all the information related to in, in diseases and uh, management and whatnot. So I feel like as you transition that comfort level, you know, when you're on your own, it's always good to have a support system though, with other physicians or practitioners, or even just the clinic itself, um, the clinical managers and nurses and MAs that will support you and also provide, um, you know, insight into cases or um, extra guidance if you need it, especially as you start off. So I think that's one of the most important things when searching for a clinic that's right for you. Being a public health student, I'm, I'm just curious, have you found that getting your degree in public health has helped you in what you do now? Yes. Um, so even in undergrad, I did a public health major as well as medical anthropology. Um, and so that's actually what directed me into wanting to pursue medicine as well as getting my master's in public health. So I feel like when we think of medicine, it's very individualized, but um, a lot of the time when we work with kids, it is a lot of community, um, like just like public health. So we encourage vaccines, you know, and car seats and, you know, everything in regards to what are public health measures to improve um, overall health for kids. Um, so I feel like public health plays a large community role in how our kids are developing and growing and overall health outcomes. And, you know, I like looking at public health as a preventative Overall, you know, we try to prevent long-term poor health outcomes. So I use that same practice and as a pediatrician, you know, in regards to obesity, screening for obesity, trying to vaccinate as many kids as we can to promote, you know, community herd immunity. Um, so I feel like every day public health plays a large role in how I practice. I love that. <laughs> Dr. Leffler, thank you again for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Are you interested in reaching out to Dr. Leffler and her team at Pediatrics? Go to pediatricsmd.com, pediatrics spelled with an X, and to learn more about pediatrics, check out their social media platforms. I would also like to say thank you to our listeners for joining us here today. If you'd like to hear more podcasts such as this one, kindly hit subscribe on your favorite platform. Bye, everyone. Help to create the future of healthcare in Maricopa County, Arizona. Get involved by joining the Maricopa County Medical Society at mcmsonline.com slash join. Thank you for listening to the Arizona Physician Podcast.